I just didn't finish shit and giggles. I'm sorry. Turn, turn him off! Such an ass! <laughs> <laughs> Alright. And three. Jesus. Do we have all the bikes on? And two. Yes, lights on all around. Thank you for that check, though. Really appreciate that. And, uh, where the heck is the preview screen? There it is! I moved them so that they make more sense and now I can Five! You can't do it. This episode of Guys Games and Beer is brought to you by Thunderbolt Batteries. Well, what the hell do you expect for a buck? It's Guys Games and Beer! Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> oh, yeah. Whew. yeah. Those sponsors are yeah. really tearing us up. They are. They are. Really they are. Holy crap. Speaking of, uh, because I know where this episode is going, I'm going to mention our good friends over at Lionheart. Uh, because uh, Lionheart Racing... Because there's already two shots yeah, with the end of the fast. show. So yeah. we're going to start the show with the end. Yes, we are going to start the show at the end. If you want to check out Lionheart Racing, you can, of course, go to www.guysgamesandbeer.net. Look on the top right corner. I am doing this as a precautionary measure for what is for what is going to be a rough episode. We'll forget at the end. That said, you need that. I you think that more. we should start. Uh-huh. I think that we should start. What should we start, Rob? We should start with me not rearranging these right before the show. That's really what I should do. What we should do is... Oh, crap. Who's introducing today? Who bought this? Who brought this? I picked it up. Well, then you have to introduce it. Since it was mentioned, the, the, the Mega Cat guys, like the Three Floyds stuff. I saw there's a newer one that showed up. This is the Three Floyds Marine Lord Rear Admiral ESP. Uh, this is the Three Floyds version of an ESP. This deep amber ale is a complex malt sweetness and pronounced apricot hoppiness. Named after Admiral Lord, Lord Horatio Nelson. I gotta say, uh, got I'm sorry, that's their Admiral. Thank you very much. No, it's, it's got a really nice... Oh, I get. I know why they called that. If you look through Admiral's face, it looks like he does have a hook up his ass. <laughs> be a little careful. Not know. that kind of rear admiral. Oh well. Okay, so um, th that wrong. being said, you were saying that this is our, our, our buddies at uh, Mega Cat Studios. Yeah, they because they're they're doing some kind of a uh, hook up. Yeah, they're, at, they're actually going to be touring the three okay, so, brewery when they're in Milwaukee. Yeah. So an initial, an in, yes, multi, yes, yep. Yeah. Um, tinge of, um, of fruit, yeah, actually, yeah. Really? Oh. Yeah. No, no yeah, I, get the, I, I, I get the apricot. It's, it's, it's a bit yeah, at the end. Just yeah. A bit at the end. A bit of a Wait. stout flavor to it. I'm not... Oh, my God. My taste buds are shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they are. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, you know, okay, so... Wait, let me taste yours, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> No, tastes the same. <laughs> so, Tom, let me taste yours. Sure, taste mine. <laughs> it does say ESB stands for Extra Special Bitters. Butthole. Yeah, Extra Special Bitters. <laughs> which, which I have a British ESB. Okay. So, I don't know if those are necessarily supposed to be drank really cold, right? The, um, the, no, actually, the, uh, like quite in the 50s. 50s yeah, yeah oh, you, uh, 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 the, the problem is when you drink a bitters, a bitters cold, you lose a lot of that. 
And you, if you, if right now you notice, that's not necessarily hopping stem. You actually get that kind of bittery taste at the end. Yeah. I, you know, I'm not getting a ton of bitter. Well, it's because it's really cold. It's 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 actually too cold. Right. So you're saying this is a 56 degree beer? It is a 56 that's degree beer. Yeah. Cave 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 temperature. Cellar temperature. Cellar temperature. Yeah. yeah that, well, the, you know, again, when you go to a British pub, man, if uh, if it's a, if it's an ESP, yeah. it'll be on. Uh, the, it, it's they pull it. They right? literally pull. Like, yeah, they're vacuuming. It, it, it's a vacuum system. It pulls it up because it's not under carbonation at all. Yeah. And it's just yeah. cellar cold. That was one of well, the coolest things that I saw when I was in in London. Was, with, when, when, they, when they're pulling the beers. Like, it is. It really is cool to watch. Like, like at first, it, the first couple, I was like, oh, it's it's warm. But then I left the country. I was like. I want one of those. Yeah. No, I, I, I am so with you on that. So, uh, but overall, I've got to say, as always, Three Floyds. I don't, have we had anything bad from Three Floyds? I don't think so. I don't think I, so. I, I think, did just fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah. everything we've had from Three Floyds, I think, has been pretty top-notch. And this uh, is no exception to the rule, I'd say. Yeah, I think and I know I so I think it's actually a fairly complex beer because um, it starts a certain way, um, kind of has some flavors in between, finishes, and, like... When you're not drinking it, you have an aftertaste in your mouth, kind of like coffee. So that's where you're probably your bitter is, and then some people mm. kind of like that, probably. Yeah. So, um, you know, so it's a, a pretty complex beer, actually. I'm, I'm going to agree with you on that. It's got it's got a really complex flavor profile, which I'm good with. I, I, I'm, I you know, I like the fact it's got that complex. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I, I, I agree with that, uh, that, that it's. More than I would expect, so I'm gonna go ahead and throw a fucking big thumbs up on this. I'm with oh, you. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. There you go, guys. That yeah. one is a unanimous yeah. thumbs up. Yeah. We haven't oh, had one of those in a while, actually. No, we haven't. It's always been kind of, kind of contentious. Like, yeah, no, yeah. I, I, that was that was a, again kind of cool to see a unanimous thumbs up again. So, oh my god, oh, like I can't wait to see. Also, looks like uh, Rear Admiral didn't have her right arm. Because <laughs> uh, I, I know that's where it is. A, that's that's why it's called Rear Admiral. Well, okay, now that's uh, possible. <sighs> he's got a guy like sneaking up under the corner here. Like, <laughs> yeah. I won't even ask what he's doing yeah, there. Or what he had done. Well, at least he's not a midshipman. He's got a gun. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, Rob, what's the real reason we're here tonight? You totally missed part of the show. Did I? Oh, yeah. No, we got the whole I told you this is going to fall apart. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're like two shots of whiskey and two <laughs> beers into the show all right now. We got so long. All right, so well, we get, to yeah, get to the punchline. Get to the punchline. Hi there, Judge Thank Rob. Well, we got the dog somehow. Yes. Yeah. All right, Judge Rob, go ahead and tell me. A new cast member. Yeah. Wow. Hey, fair and britches. Well, anyway, that's the first time that's ever happened. Yeah, really? All right. Go on. Go to mama. All right. Go to mama. Go to mama. Yeah, he doesn't want to go if you're talking. Well, I don't have me. any hot dogs. Go to mama. Well, he has one. Are you sure? <laughs> well, one. Look, we have fellow dogs running around the studio. <laughs> yeah, usually that's a breakfast club thing. I know. Yeah, exactly. All right, Pat, we're at the zoo. On the charge of being the best thing ever to come out of my rear. Guilty. Oh, now sentencing not so exciting. <laughs> what are you sentencing to, Rob? I sentence you to... Drink it! That's what you're going to make okay. me spit. There's only a reason I'm excited, Rob, because we have a special reason why we're here. Rob, what's on tonight's agenda? Oh, tonight's agenda 
We're going to be talking about balls of death. Oh! <gasps> or death balls. Yep, death today balls. we've got... We should have rehearsed That's that your cue. Probably should have rehearsed. Tony Halbert. <laughs> <laughs> and Tony, who are you with? Death ball. Uh, we... The, Death Ball is what we're kind of known as right now. The company's called Cassandar Games, though. All right. So, um, you, we got we got a chance to meet you mm, oh, about to, seven, eight months ago at Mad With Power in Madison, Wisconsin. Um, so, people know who watch the show know Mad With Power Fe is a... Featuring our, the, the official metal band of the show, Lords of the Trident. Right. Is a metal fest that's in Madison, Wisconsin, but it's Please, so much bucks. more than that. It's it's metal and arcade games. Yeah. And we had a chance to check out your new creation, Death Balls, um, and holy crap, we just all fell in love with it right away. So, um, we're going to talk about the little tiny is your journey to get here and where you're at currently and um, where and hopefully where uh, all the the new all these brew pubs and so on can find you and find out where to get this amazing machine. So I'm going to go ahead and start this out tonight. So it's um it's got a really uh, retro feel to it. Where did you? So is this your first creation as far as a a, 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 a arcade game system goes? Uh, I guess that depends on what you mean by creation. But this is the first one I've ever kind of released to the public. I, released to the public. I uh, started getting into game design about three years ago, watching YouTube channels, uh, kind of honing my craft, doing some game jams. This is the first one I really set out to build something to release. So you were doing game jams. Were you doing? Were you? Were you at that point thinking about standalone arcade systems, or were you just doing general? You know, I may release this on Steam games. You know, I was just kind of learning it as a hobby, uh, but then I got the idea that I really wanted to get into the business of it. So I had planned to, I had, I had lived in San Francisco uh, as a software developer, and I had planned to move back to my hometown in Iowa to actually start a VR video game company. So I was not thinking arcades, but I was building, you know, games to try and hone my craft. And when we were moving to San Francisco, all of my VR stuff was on a truck shipping its way across the U.S., and all I had was my laptop, so I decided to, in that two-week period, kind of uh, build a little fun little arcade game that I could demo at Brucade, uh, the Brucade Arcade in San Francisco's Game Developer Conference Tournament. And so that's kind of what it, where it all started from. Okay, so... Uh, a little curious about that. I had not heard about that particular one. So it's called the Brewcade Arcade? Brewcade, yeah. So literally people who are developing games for all the new Brewcade pubs that are popping up? Oh, sorry. Uh, Brewcade's just a, it's just an arcade uh, where I know the uh, ah. owner very well. He's a good friend of mine. And he let me take the game in and set it up while they were having their uh, arcade tournament for during game development conference. Ah, all right. So, it's, so okay. it's just a little uh, uh, game jam that he puts on directly. Okay. So you developed the game, and and uh, I mean, sort of, the, you know, given the times and everything, a uh, more standard sort of approach to something a release of just about any game is going to be like a Steam or uh, uh, maybe something on a mobile, you know, uh, depending on on it. So stand up arcade. Yeah. So I mean. 
I was very inspired to do that by Killer Queen. Uh, oh, I've been course. playing Killer Queen for <laughs> since like 2015. Yeah, uh, since whenever UK got it, and I I love the idea of it. I love the way that they approach the market, mm -hmm. and so I had always thought about it. When I demoed it that day, it's just a, a laptop with with Xbox controllers. The bar owner told me he would order a cab of that, and that's where we I really kind of transitioned into arcade as a business. Well, you know, so we've uh, we've had other developers on the show who basically did the exact same route. They started the game, and you know, wrote did not write it originally on a cab or set it up for a cab, and you know, just realized that it had cab potential. So, so this game was developed. Did you, I mean, did you think you'd be building cabs at this point? Or did you think, you know, I'll, I'll, again, I'll, here it is on a PC. I mean, when you would, because the game, I, the game is such a cat, I'm sorry, such an arcade game. I mean, did you kind of have a vision in your mind that this was, I, I'm going to build a cab for this and I'm going to, you know, assemble accordingly? I mean, I definitely, uh, I definitely had thought about building arcade games, but for this, I was just trying to build something really cool, just something that I thought would be fun to show off as kind of like this last homage before I moved away from San Francisco. And it just kind of ballooned from that first playtest into, and I, and I knew instantly I wanted to go arcade once uh, we had it in the arcade and I could really see people watch other people play it. But just, just out of uh, kind of, Technical level, I mean, obviously the first cabs came out with ROM boards and that. I mean, how what what's kind of the uh, what what's kind of using now? I mean, you just start sticking a laptop in back there. So I mean, what? We're, so we're using uh, Intel uh, NUC i5s or NUCs. Uh, they're just uh, tiny little bricks that have enough uh, RAM and processing power to play this like simple of a game uh, I, I wouldn't go simple so let's uh, well, but, I mean, you, have, you still have to drive the sound system and you have to drive well, the controls and you gotta let's, drive I mean, let, 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 before we yeah. get too much further because uh, again I I don't think a lot of people have had a chance yet to see your game they will be trust me you're gonna be seeing this game um, yeah in a few seconds oh did I rabbit hole it good on our screen you kind of rabbit hole it there oh. could you go ahead let's describe what the game Death Ball is and how it's played by the way you're not suing us for putting Death Ball on the screen are you uh TVD no I'm not <laughs> <laughs> Facebook, YouTube will automatically... We'll, we'll talk over it, so... Yeah, so... Could you go ahead and explain the the whole co the whole game... death? Explain Death Ball in a, in a nutshell for people. So it's you and another wizard stumble onto the ancient resting spot of this magical ball called the Death Ball. And uh, so... The way it plays is very much like soccer. It's a platforming 2D soccer game. and Every time you jump, you leave behind these little bubbles when you jump in the air. And these bubbles, they're like little pinball bumpers. And uh, your last one will always stick around until the ball hits it. And so you're kind of both hitting the ball with your body, but trying to set up these bubbles in really helpful positions to kind of keep, your, keep the ball from going into your goal. So one thing we found about when we were playing the game is the action is fast. 
Holy cow, yeah. the action is fast. I mean, you are you are constantly, and like you said, you got to plot that out with your your, your bubble trails. It's but it's really. You know, it seems like that's kind of a bit of a pattern of the new stand-ups. Is it's just it's got to be fast. You know, <laughs> I'm a, there's also a little kind of cue that I give you for that, and that's the bubble trails. The real reason that I put those in when I was thinking about them and I was watching all these game design videos and thinking, how do I make the best game? I wanted to give you some feedback about velocity in the game. So even though the, the bubble trails are kind of this cute wizard thing, they're also designed specifically so you can see how movement happens on the screen and you can learn the speed much faster. Also helps you identify which one's your wizard. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know, because the action does get... So again, we, we get a chance to really play the heck out of this at, at, the, at the show. It really it gets going fast. I mean, when you when you get really going in this game, it is just zipping around the screen, and you you do need we, to keep track of that. We we talked about this with uh, with uh, uh, successful does before, and and it is the focus on mechanics. Yes, and that's what seems to be going on right here, is this focus on mechanics. Can you tell me a little bit about? how you design the mechanics on this because I, I think that is the big thing. There are so many games that that have like, you know, kind of this neat look to it and everything, but they don't succeed because they don't feel right. How do you get that feeling right? So I was I, I was reading this book called uh, Game Feel, The Art of Digital Sensation, uh, and I was watching these YouTube videos I really liked and I I wanted to find a way to really force myself to work on mechanical depth, mechanical efficiency, using as little as possible to create as many movements as possible. So I wanted to stick, and kind of as an homage to Killer Queen, I wanted to stick to a joystick and a butt. So then it was like, how much can I do with this? And there's this really great video by Mark Brown, who makes Game Maker's Toolkit, and he talks about, it's called Mario's Jump, and you should definitely watch it if you're ever interested in, in game design at all. It talks about how with, uh, in Mario 64, with the Z, the joystick, and the jump button, there is like, I don't, I don't know what it is, like 16 different jumps you can do. So I really tried to focus on context and combination of the joystick and the button to develop as many moves as I could. Yeah, you know, and that's, so... I'm an old school gamer. I mean, I'm a really old school gamer. One button, please. Yeah, I appreciate simplicity. You know, I uh, no, I you know, I've got the. It has to be approachable as an arcade game. Uh -huh. That's it. You know, here's the thing, especially with the the, the new movement in uh, barcades and so on and so forth. People are drinking and playing. When we were kids. It was, yeah, you went to the arcade just to play games. No, not now. Now I'm going to the arcade to have a nice beer, relax. Mm -hmm. I don't need a game where I have to spend two hours trying to figure out how to play it. Yeah. But, but here gives it, ah, but here gives ah. a thought. Here gives a thought, though. Here gives a thought, though. Um, a lot of the the older games, they, you know, they, there was a, in the game design was a focus on success, short success for long-term quarter games. Yeah, but you know? but that's okay. So, but they, but, no, but so that's, so I mean, you, you designed in the game was no, failure. that's like the nineties. You know, but so no, they, but but to, to some extent, I think his games got that. I can speak to exactly why this game can accomplish that. <laughs> okay, this is a good thing. The so they had to generate levels for like for like. Uh, 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you know? That was content creation, and I wanted to be as efficient as possible. So the content that I... I don't create any of the content. The content is created by your opponent. It's literally building a brand new AI every time you step up to the game that you have to fight. And that's why this will get the quarter draw even even if it if you pick it up really fast. It's like the Street Fighter way. Sure, you know, I kind of get that. I mean, you get a, you get a bit of that with the, uh, like, well, I think you, you talk about Joust, where it has a bit of that kind of element. Yeah, very much so. Real quick. Quick shout out. Hey, Vidja. Yo, Vidja Gamer. Hey. So, so, yeah. No, I agree. I, I, it's got, it's, it's got that very, that, that kind of context. Go ahead. That's that's my comment. <laughs> oh, 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 so I'm going to, I'm going to challenge you a little bit, uh, uh, four player, uh, variant. Ooh. Mm. I, I've thought about it. I've actually, I've, in the playtesting stage, I even designed it and we played it. The thing that I kind of moved away from it really quickly is what happened is it just became this, like, ball-chasing uh-huh. fest. Everybody was around. You couldn't even play. You couldn't even see what was happening. It just all happened so fast, and it was too much. I have gone back and kind of thought about maybe, like, two ball with four players Something to create other objectives to kind of force space in the game, but but if I build something like that, I want to start from the ground up and think about it that way from the ground up. Oh, so uh, so so in some ways, this game is really ideal as a two-player. And then if you were going to do a full-player, it might be its own thing. Hey, Shane. Yeah. I think this game has too much recovery, and if you kind of remember the clip, you can see you, you have this slide when you're on the ground, you down jump, and you go on this really fast slide. It gives you the ability to recover from almost anywhere on the map. And so if you have a game that's two players, you need to create a reason you need to rely on your teammate, and if you have too much recovery, then you don't ever really get that. Okay, well, you know, by the way, I find the cutting grass just cute. That's, uh, <laughs> it's, that was one of the technical challenges I gave myself. I wanted to do a pixel shader where you could kind of run through grass and it would kind of bend and stuff. And so I built that as like a little technical challenge and put that in there. I, I looked to when we were at Madison Success, Tower, by the way. And uh, we were uh, noticing that, you know, somebody sitting in front of the game that was there for like a few rounds and then people were just waiting to play their next turn. So I think that like one on one against each other really works for this game. Not necessarily having to wait for four people to play the game. I agree. Yeah. It's easy so to get I, two people to jump in on a game. Yeah. So if somebody keeps winning and winning, somebody's somebody wants to beat that person. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's you know, also it's also yeah it's it's also just beating your way to that goal. You know yeah. when you, when you got four, it's a little bit it's a little bit easier to be random. Tony, here you've got to well, but take theoretically a it could be. Four on four, you re- or three on three, or you know, I mean, it could. Remember be, when it they did that? Four I know, I, I, I just, but I mean, I understand. I understand. I understand. I understand. Yeah. The action is fast enough as it is. Imagine with four yeah. people on the. Field. I know. Okay, the, the chaos. All right. <laughs> so wait a minute, Tony. I've got to ask a question because inquiring minds want to know what would Death Ball beer be flavored like? <sighs> Interesting. I think okay. I think you would have to have Shame. two because. <laughs> It's, there's this very distinct duality in Death Ball between the green and the purple. So you'd have to have the green and the purple, and that's tough to say. I, I like to think that... 
feeling like the green has to be like a little bit hoppier. Good, and yeah. And the purple's got to be like just a little bit flowerier, like a little bit sweeter. So like a like a like a malt, like a red, with an IPA. Wow, Larry's got this all figured out. Please just have Larry start brewing your beer. Just have Larry brew your beer for you. Yeah. Okay, no, I had to ask this. Contact handle at drunklarry All right. So um, let's HR go back department. into so. So we saw the one at Mad with Power. Um, how, mm-hmm. Have you started placing these machines in in barcades so far? Yes, we so we have eleven uh, throughout the nation. Uh, they kind of kind of show up in clumps, which. I think really kind of speaks to the fact that once it gets in an area, other people hear about it and they want it. So we have uh, two out in the San Francisco area. We have two in Minneapolis. We have one here in Iowa. We have one in Cincinnati, one in Columbus. Uh, we have one in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And then we have two in Florida, one in Fort Lauderdale, and one in Jacksonville. Okay. Oh, I don't see, wait, 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 wait. I got to ask. I got to ask. Is is the one in Florida happen to be in one up? No. Okay. Because oh. that was that was in Orlando. That was the barcade in Orlando. Wait, is that the one? Yeah. and Glitch Bar in Fort Worth. All right. So I do see a glaring error with that list. That bar, by the way. All right. I do see a glaring error with that list. There are none in Wisconsin. We need to fix that problem yeah. because that is a well, great yes, case. We do. We are. We are. So. Yeah, Garcade uh, would uh, would definitely would uh, would be a good place for one of those machines make to end up. Connection. Yeah, then we gotta make we gotta make that connection because that would be a great place for that machine to show up. <laughs> so um, <laughs> so you know what? I've, I've talked to Gar before, and I think you know we want to schedule a play test sometime when I can just bring it and we can have people come. And so whenever that happens, I'll let you guys know. We'll get the word out. We'll get everybody to come try it out. Yeah. Oh, we certainly will. Better. We certainly will. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. He, he, yeah, great guy. Speaking of Wisconsin, are you coming coming back to Mad with Power? You know what? I've I've been talking to Ty, and I really think I I really want to do it. I I really had a, I really had a lot of fun. It was kind of like the one of the weirdest events I went to last year, but it turned out to be a lot of fun, and I think I'd really like to come back. You should just see the look I, on Larry's face I when want you said to, that. I want you to be warned that Larry is under the employ. <laughs> HR department. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, talk to the of Lord's Private interest. Industries LLC. Uh, we lease him. Yeah, no, we will. Needle say we will be at uh, at Mammoth Power again this year too, and uh, would not mind getting a chance to get our hands on that machine. No, Benji Gamer was saying he uh, played it out at MGC. I was just gonna say, why wouldn't this be at MGC? Well, he's going. What? Well, no, I, I was. No, thanks, guys, for, ki- for, for, for killing that for me. Uh, I was you going to step all over Thanks, guys, you just <laughs> stepped all over this. <laughs> all right. Well, you were telling me that you are in contact with Dan about being at MGC. Yep. He's he's given the green light. I need to get some details to him, but. So um, again, as you guys know, we do Midwest Gaming Classic every year, and Midwest Gaming Classic is amazing. Um, Tony here has been talking to Dan to get some floor space for we his machine. What? Wait. Oh, the no, big wait. The big banner on the wall. Wait. Yeah, literally, literally, he's got this big banner on the wall. But um, wait. So, uh, so Tony's been talking no, to Dan to get the machine out there. Turn so it, you will, even though there isn't a machine in Wisconsin yet, you will get a chance to play this machine at the Midwest Gaming Classic. Uh, uh, Tony's going to bring another one from. Uh, 
from his place to the Midwest, uh, to Milwaukee, and we'll have one there that will be available for play. And again, the nice thing about Midwest Gaming Classic, it's free to play, which is a big bonus. Um, and this game would definitely be one you want to check out while you're there. Yes, and I'm also contractually ab obligated to uh, say that both our friends at uh, <laughs> Mega Cat Studios and our friends at Not Your Parents' Basement will be in our room. That's right, yes. And we've and, got some special guests in our room. And, this year. and if for some reason. Uh, oh, and the and music stylings. And, and, yes. yeah, and the Lords of the Trident. And Lords of the Trident. Guitar player. And if for some reason you. You can't get a space. Of course, you'll be in our room too. Happily, have you in there? I no. I actually did offer him just in case oh, yeah. Dan couldn't get him in. I was going to make sure we had him covered. Beware the roofie spiked beers. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, they come from. Us. So again, I hear about this last year. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. I am so sorry about that. <laughs> so we normally warn people before we give them a beer. Um. So again. As we talk about this game, if you want to check it out, it's going to be at the Midwest Gaming Classic. It'll be up on the, the main floor. Um, you definitely want to check this game out. It's really, again, we were very lucky and got to play it last year and all just fell in love with it. It was just, like Ryan was saying, people would, were just lining up to get in on this game. It's just a great, quick play. It's So one of my things is, again, fun. Fun, not yeah. complicated, just fun. It's just a fun game. Right, the the... the there's enough strategy to keep you interested. It's not so complicated like we were talking about before where I have to spend two hours freaking learning the game to kind of get all the moves and, you know, i got to hit this, this, this button combination. It's a button and a joystick. You know what I like? A button and a joystick. <laughs> no, you know, and, and, and I, not that I don't like fighters and all this stuff, but this... This trend to Z, make Z, X, X, Y, 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 yeah! This trend to make games that are just very playable, very, you know, again, especially with the begin in this kind of environment where they're they're more for leisure play. They're not for I'm I'm trying to you know kick everybody's butt in the in the arcade. I'm in a bar having a couple of beers. I want to play a game that's just fun with my buds. And and design wise, it's more about working with what you have and exhibiting your talents as a game maker by working with uh, what controls you're limited to, as opposed to having to throw in all sorts of buttons that people are not going to care about or use anyway. So kudos for you for sticking for a simple format, which is actually the trend right now. It seems. The game bot has spoken. Damn. And spoken well. Yeah, so, you know, it's, well done. you know, again, that I, I'm glad you took that approach to when you were doing the design of the game to keep the control. I kind of feel like sometimes the art comes out of the restrictions you put on yourself. So, mm -hmm. well, I'm glad that it worked out. Have you ever dealt with, have you ever heard of the, like the Pico 8 or any of these, uh, any of these quote fantasy consoles? Uh-uh. Uh, you might want to check them out. The, the idea is uh, basically these guys. Uh, oh my goodness, I'm not going to pronounce it drunk. Um, yeah. But uh, but anyway, they made something called the Pico 8, which is a made-up 8-bit console, and they have had huge amounts of developers. It might be something you might be interested in. Oh, interesting. And it's it is a pretty awesome little 8-bit. Yeah, yeah, it is. I do show it. I do show it every year at MGC, so I I make a fake one. Exactly. Yeah, Pug that's great. I, I love this. This is weird. Yeah, Pugarita is the indicator. I would drop a bunch of quarters on that silly game. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> you, know, you who doesn't love Hugarina? 30 seconds saying. or 3 minutes, 5 minutes, and then, you know, the next player's got to play. Kiss Arena fans. 
So now I totally expect a version being made for the uh, Pico 8, and I'll be uh, heartbroken. Should no, be. that's really okay, but it would be cool. <laughs> Just say. So, it. so uh, I'll, look, I'll look into it. So, so you got this rolling, and uh, you you got them in some arcades, and uh, so do you have a a, a future vision, a, a second cab in mind? Yeah. So, um, talking about simplicity of controls, uh, like on my desk in front of me right now, I have this little rotary encoder with a that's a push button rotary encoder that I've wired in into a uh, breadboard and then uh, into a little Arduino. And it's just, I'm, I'm trying to force myself to make a game with this small of controls. I just want to, <laughs> that's my next thing I'm trying to work with. So okay. I think it's going to be some kind of like demolition derby style car game. Do you remember, oh God, what was the, um, the soldier one where you uh, had the- uh, Make there sure was, to put death There was a, a Western one and a soldier one that had just the spinner. Oh, you mean frontline? Frontline, thank you, frontline. So yeah, no, I, I'm old and I remember a game called Frontline, and the control was a spinner, and and, and basically a fire button. So you know, he's not visiting. He says like a demolition. No, so yeah, a spinner and then you use the accelerator. Control your guy and you use the. I, I literally oh, no, played. you're right, you're right. I hate to tell you this, but no, I played it in the last no. week. No, you're right. I remember that game now. I, I, I'm envisioning a spinner, I, I, spinner, and one button. Well, he's, he's talking about all in one. Uh, Warlords. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. I think that's probably one of the best games of all time. I mean, it's, it's I, I, from my perspective of awesome control, I tend to agree. Yeah, it was really just amazingly well I, done. I like the blend of diorama and video game. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're going arcade. He's going old school. Um, quick question well, for we're you. Talking, we're talking cabinets. We're talking no, we cabinets. Are. Yeah. So and I, I, think, I, think, I think that was a really beautiful machine. It's, it a, it's a work of art. You, the way they use the diorama against a mirror and then put the, the video game overlay onto okay. it. It's, it's now, really neat. Now, that's an interesting point. I, I have not seen that created with any of the new. The, the new retro games that are coming out. I'm going to call them retro games because they have that kind of 8-bit. They're better. They're, I, would, I better watch no, that. I would not mind. What Larry just talked about, I would not mind seeing as a trend where people who are creating fairly, I mean, new games, but still along that simple vein, did something like that. Bought back the old mirror display system where you could add all sorts Ooh. of cool mm-hmm. artwork and 3D-ish effects by using a mirror Reflecting on some kind of an image. Well, you know it'd be it, it, has a, it has a different experience oh, it, to it's, it. Oh, my God, than, yes. Than just straight graphics, you know. It's, yeah, it, no, it no. It has a different I know that you can't do it with straight graphics to yeah. some extent. To some extent. You don't get the depth of feel that you get with uh, with something like that. Um, quick question for you. So now that we're getting into the cabs, are you guys manufacturing your own cabs, or do you have that uh, farmed out? We literally manufacture cabs next door to where I live. Uh, It's it's a sign shop called Signs and Frames. Uh, I rent a little bit of shop space from them. We CNC the cabs here. That was a whole process of learning how that whole thing works. But it's been really fun to learn. Um, I'm going to be honest, sir. And I hire a local uh, worker to wire them up. And we're kind of getting to the point where the process is really efficient. That's very cool. I think you're really stretching the idea of 
frames and more. Frames. <laughs> when you go into that's a That's a lot more. No, no, that's really cool that you guys are doing your own cats. I, again, we... I wanted to, I, I, I wanted it to be very vertical. I wanted to control as much of the experience as possible. We we like put we have all these innovations we put into the cab. We have this like latching system in the front. Of... Uh oh. The oh. Oh. We have a spectator screen that we kind of have been trying to pioneer in the uh, hmm. in the industry. Well, yeah, I gotta we, tell you yeah. what, you're you are breaking up. Um... We did hear Spectre screen, or Spectator screen, which it, I, it did I say kind of missed those. Said. It did, it did. It yeah, did. there was just a pause in between. Yeah, yeah. it kind of threw us. Hey, oh well. That's you still fine. there? So, yeah, I'm still here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so, so uh, there's a lot of stuff that we can do in that space to make the experience better. And I liked it. I liked it. So that's why we wanted to own that. I did too. too. I thought that was. A yeah, good no, that that and, and we were just talking. That is the, having and, and and other companies know we know do this. Putting the spectator screen on is a big plus. It's a big drop. In fact, we've um, made Poncho. What's that? Yeah. It did. Yeah, that was one of the early poncho. games that did it. Was having a spectator screen on it. So um, and again, that's always a nice touch. And it it does again, like we talked about with Man of Power. People are lining up because they can see what's going on on the screen. Yeah. They're picking up hints and tips on how yeah. they're going to play the game. Yeah. It makes a big difference. So that was, a, a, as always, a nice touch. Yeah, it's all about enticement. Yeah, it's all, it's all about enticement. Speaking you really of, yeah. do want to get people to, to draw in. And, and, and you see that with so many of the new video games are adding that spec to mm -hmm. the screen. Speaking of... Uh, and we get, yeah. you know, we get inspiration from other cabs, too, like... Uh, the Cosmotron's cab is very beautiful. It's got cup holders. That's something I really appreciate about it. Yes, you should always yes. have cup holders. Sh yes. Shane's online with us right now, and he's uh, he's uh, yeah, he's the one who asked you the beer question, by the way. He actually he and he thought about doing a mirror system. Yeah, he did. So yeah, no, that was oh, yeah. there are limitations. Once you have a diorama, you're stuck. That's true. You can't upgrade the machine as easily, but it brings a whole new experience to the machine. What, do you, what? You know what? All I really care about is the damn physics work. To be I, honest, I, that is so, it's so basic no, to the game. No, no, it is. It gets No, 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 no. One more time? I spent so long in that portion, too. The, well, the physics are beautiful. I, I, I'm going to agree, but uh, I, I'm going to disagree with Rob on this. Yes, you get You're wrong. <laughs> there, the, Jeez, there's the new, chance. there's the new baseball pinball games that you know they got with the runners that run and all that. That is a fun experience, you know. And you know, having the little guy flip up and then run to yeah. the base. No, it's a fun experience. There's the physics hasn't changed. I gotta hit the 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 ball the same in the right area, and, right in the right area. So that didn't change, right. but the environment around did change. And I like it better. I, I have to. I'm gonna agree with you on that. I think part of the, and, and this is again part of your machine. Well, I think we what we found enjoyable about your machine. It's not just the physics of the game, but the the overall look of the machine. No, you're cut off. <laughs> no, no, no. It's you know, and then and then and along and goes with the. I played Warlords in many formats. I've you know I played it on many different systems. And the funnest one I've ever played it on was the one that was built with the mirror system. I, I don't know why exactly, 
but that diorama overlay just well because just War somehow and was just, so Warlords is a very playable game and the physics are good and everything is great on it but yeah. that just adds that it just was something kind of neat kind of clean yes. yeah it was it was cool Gra graphics graphics well, yeah, can add to it it's experience design at the end of the day yeah but the, the you, get, you get to control everything so you get to you can make the experience however you want it's kind of the, the awesome part of the depth of building yeah. an arcade cap. A.K.A. cup holders. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come yeah. on! Well, well, the experience! Yeah, seriously, well, they have it, who, and, who, and uh, the yeah, queen, queen has it. Right! Who doesn't yeah. love the metal holders on the tapper machine? Mm -hmm. That was... Yeah. Right, and the little brass rail. Yeah, that was perfect. No, what I'm seeing is, when you, uh, <laughs> when you take the old, like, an Atari game, that that we bring up and it gets a crowded MGC, right? Like uh, something like Warlords, which always draws a crowd. Why does it draw a crowd? It ain't because of the graphics. It, it isn't because of anything. It's because of the physics. It's nothing like that. It's because of the physics. It's a perfect game. It's no, 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 I disagree I with you. I think part of I think a part of it's because of the atmosphere that it creates. The social atmosphere it creates. Yeah. And it does that through competition. And the competition is really tight because the physics are really great. And when you, like, make that whole line, that's when you, like, create this little sphere of competition that just kind of forms and keeps rotating in. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. And you take that back yes. off. Wait a minute. Yes. I would play uh, uh, on the Atari Warlord. Absolutely. But I prefer it on the arcade. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree with that, and it is about the experience. That's well, yeah. see what I'm saying? I mean, there there yeah. is differences. Yeah, there is. There's. I've always found out any port of a game I played arcade. Assuming I was single, year. <laughs> I'd make love to one of the Spice Girls, but I prefer my hand. Yeah. <laughs> really? You prefer okay. your hand? Wait. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Really I think that's way that too much truth for this episode. Yeah. I, think you, I think you did that wrong. Yeah, I think you oh, did too. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So um, we can we'll get that in editing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we had this talk yeah. before the show so started now. about editing, dude. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so one more time. So if people are interested in actually purchasing one for their uh for their barcade, where can they find information about this system? So we have a website. It's deathball.co. I'm not rich enough for the end. Uh, so it's just deathball.co. And uh, on there, there's a link that you can read all about the locations we're at and, and kind of the story of how it got created. You can find a link on there to order a cab. Uh, that's kind of like just a form you fill out. The payment goes and we'll start building it. But if you, you're always welcome to contact me directly. Just Tony at deathball.co, and I will gladly walk you through the process of ordering a cab. If... All right. Nice. Uh, again, for all our... Just, just out of curiosity, just something I just have. thought of. Since, since you're kind of marketing towards um, barcades that, you know, the, the uh, quarter calculation system, was that kind of an off-the-shelf thing, or did you did you write something for that, or...? Uh, you mean like what keeps track of the ledger of the quarters? Yeah, yeah. So you know. Yeah, no. I just I, I wrote a ledger in the machine that 
Oh, okay. That's, in the quarters and keep track oh, okay. that's a cool idea, actually. That's a very cool idea. So that's a really good thing for, you know, here's a, we've talked about this before on the show. Um, a lot of barcade owners don't take into account the real costs of running a barcade. Mm -hmm. They think they're just going to stick a whole bunch of machines in a bar. Like a turnkey operation. Yeah, and that's not how it works. You mm -hmm. have to, there's, there's all sorts of costs that come to operating machines yeah. that they don't think about when they're opening up a bar. Mm -hmm. um, again, we're very fortunate. We come from a, a group that knows what's involved in, in ma maintaining machines, in how much power they use, in everything. But a lot of bars think, oh, hey, I'll just stick a whole bunch of machines in here. That's not how it works, yeah. trust me. Um, so putting even something like that ledger system in is, a, is really brilliant. Um, so, again, I'm going to give a big shout-out to all our Barcade friends. You really, really want to look at this. It's a highly addictive game that I can see being a, a real draw. I think, I think that's probably true. Yeah. Speaking of and, that... Speaking of that and I, just wanna, I just want to bring up the fact that we... We have right now what we're calling the backer cab special. Anybody who wants to be a death ball backer can get in on this first run of 10 cabs. Hmm. We only have two of those left, though, and they come with the spectator screen add-on for free. Oh. And then after that, uh, we're not going to be able to guarantee the price we have right now. All right, so two I left, guys. Get, that, get on it. That helps because people seeing that Wait, up there have going, a question. What, you what is that? Read. Yes. What's that game over there that we I haven't seen in all three? Yeah, it and does. That draws people. Oh, it does. Exactly. That reminds me of the old Wait. Aladdin Castle days of like when they yeah. had a new machine Wait. and there was the, the spectator up front, screen. literally up front of the, yeah. the, the arcade. And, and you would see that and go, oh, shoot, let me watch that. And then, and, and then you'd have a couple people around you saying, uh, like, this is what the game is. They show you a couple things, and then before you know it, you're bloop, 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 oh, yeah. your quarters. And <laughs> yeah, no, I'm leaving that by. the game as well. So no, no, that's, that's our sound quality, not them. And, and that's and that's just, again, that's that's part of I think what was what what so many people with Mad with Power they saw that game on the on the uh, track screen on the, uh, the, mm -hmm. the the that and they just they flocked to the machine at mm -hmm. the show. So, all right. So again, as he said, there are only two left in their initial ten runs. So get you might want to get on that as soon as possible. Limited edition cider. Uh, ooh, ooh. What? bonus. So, um, well, is, is anything else you want to shout out to, to, or tell people about? Tony? Uh, I, I mean, I think we've covered all the big news. I'm, I'm going to be at the Midwest Gaming Classic. Yes. I hope to see you there. Oh, yeah. You'll, oh, yeah. yeah we're, you, you'll you'll we're, definitely see us there. Yeah. <laughs> you probably won't want there. to, but you'll probably see <laughs> us there. You <laughs> will. And, uh, and again, for those of you who are going to be at the Midwest Gaming Classic, definitely check out the game. It's called Death Ball. Um, it's, it's a great old school, I'm going to go old school because of the, again, the, the four, I'm sorry, the, uh, the, the standard eight-way joystick, the fire button, you know, just the, the, the ease to pick the game up and mm -hmm. get into it. That's why I'm calling it old school. It's a new game, I know, but it's got mm -hmm. that nice old school Still, feel yeah. to it. You know, retro. It, thank you, very retro. Um, and it plays amazingly well. You know, check it out there. And if you haven't picked one up, you might want to get one on order while you're there. Are you taking orders at the show? Yes, we will be. There you go. So if you want to check it out before you order it, Midwest Gaming Classic is going to be the place to order it. Midwest Gaming Classic is the, the premier arcade event in the Midwest. It's held at the, I'm sorry, at the Wisconsin Center in downtown Milwaukee. Um, needless to say, we will be there this year, bigger and better than ever. Jesus, we're, yeah. uh, 
We're, we're, we, we, the rooms keep getting bigger. We have a bigger room again this year. So, um, yeah. And, and all sorts of new surprises to show this year in the room. So, uh, we will, uh, we just, yeah, we just keep getting bigger and bigger areas <laughs> to take over. So, we will be there as well. And I, I plan to be the entire Midwest Gaming class. At the rate we're going, yeah, we're heading that yeah. way quickly. Um, we are. No, I don't want that kind of headache. Yeah. No, we still want Dan running the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. Thing. Yeah. Let Dan, <laughs> let, leave that headache to Dan. Um, the, the Midwest Gaming Classic is coming up the 12th, 13th, and 14th of April in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. If you haven't gotten your tickets, I think the VIG is sold out, so you're screwed on that already. The VIG event this year is amazing. But you definitely, definitely want to grab your tickets quickly. There's only a month out. We're only a month out. Yeah. So, um, it, yeah, it's coming up fast. If you haven't been to the Midwest Gaming Classic, it is amazing. Um, it's been going. Of course, in our rooms again. Uh, we'll have the music stylings of Brian from Lords of the Dragon. Yes, and I'll be playing live. Here. This is new. This is new. This is new. Oh, you got new. You probably don't know this. No, I don't. On Sunday, they will play the Midwest Gaming Stage. <gasps> oh uh, my God! Together, yes, yeah. that tie and. Uh, so the and Lords are taking. Well, the, not the, not the entire two fifths. That's okay. Holy oh, cow! That's amazing. Yeah, so. Ice games and beer room will be closed on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're all gonna go watch. We're gonna go watch Ty and Brian. So um, if you haven't heard these guys play, they play video game music unbelievably well. Brian's been was in our room the last two years playing. Live. Yes. Um, and he's just amazing, you know. He just he can play any video game tune you name. But in fact, um, God, uh, not I'm trying to think of the guy's name from uh, Mortal Kombat. Um, not uh, Cage. Is it Cage? No, no. Uh, the other one. Uh, no, 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 no. So you are so past this podcast ability. I am. I've been drinking too much. But so. Oh yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. The uh, the the guys from Mortal Kombat have have fallen in love with uh, Brian's. Uh, Ability to play anything on the guitar, including all sorts of game themes. Yeah, that was uh, Dr. Uh, Phil Han. Yeah, Dr. Phil Han. Who, who played... Uh, Shang Tsung? Yeah, Shang, Shang Tsung. Tsung. Yeah. yeah, Shang Tsung from the game Mortal Kombat. It's just absolutely in love yes. with Brian's guitar yeah, playing. We, we and were doing a trivia night. And, uh, and and kept coming over and asking. We will Ryan not be doing trivia night yeah. again. And then and then, hung, the and then hung out. And it was it was pretty amazing. And yeah. last year hung out pretty much all day yeah, one day yeah, listening yeah. to Brian play. Yeah. So uh, yeah, but I again, do want to point out that we will not be doing trivia yeah. night probably I, ever again. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I did really well. It you were we all drunk. We were all hey, drunk. Was I like, was, how long was it? Like two hours long? Six hours long. Six yeah. <laughs> I was, I was part of the that. more sober crowd. <laughs> Benji Gamer goes, no, it was really good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Benji Gamer. By the way, by the way that uh, uh, Dr. Phil Hahn will be at Mad With Power. Oh, Oh, that's right. He will be. That's yes. right. I forgot he about that. Yeah, yes. man with power. He will be a guest. Right so, <laughs> all right. All right. So, so I gotta actually do my job. Okay. And start before you do, before you do that, okay. One more time. Do my job. I'm distracting you. Yeah, Tony. One more time. If people are interested in ordering a copy of Death Ball for their barcade, where can they find you at? Tony at DeathBall.co. Two left. Two left. Get your butts in gear. Order one of these systems. They are amazing. All right, Rob, take us out. All right, I want to thank you guys very much for watching Guys, Games, and Beer. I do want to point out yet again, 
I did it before well, I realized. Well, we got to get a new schedule. <laughs> That Lionheart is totally sending us a new schedule anytime yeah. now. Uh, but check out our friends over at Lionheart Racing. You can check them out at www.guysgamesandbeer.net. You look up on the top right-hand corner of the... Uh, yeah, we're totally going to have to switch those overhead speakers one of these days. But anyway, uh, you can check them out at www.guysgamesandbeer.net. Uh, look at the top right-hand corner, click through, and boom, you're racing. You yeah. are racing. It's crazy. <sighs> By the way, they're pretty darn entertaining. Oh, they're funny. I was going to say SF, but I did kind of censor myself. You might hear Why them. did I censor myself? You might, you might, you might find you a delightful advertisement for one of the uh, sponsors, Guys Games and Beer, of this series. During a crash. It's so, a yeah, exactly. Exactly. The, and the crashes are amazing when they happen on this on, on their on their There are real people crashing, man. Mm -hmm. from their homes. Yeah, from their homes. <laughs> Alright. www.youtube.com slash guys games and beer. Uh, please note that uh, we are still occasionally posting on iTunes and all the podcast places. Uh, we recently had the most Amazing interview, uh, and believe it or not, Larry did it. Yep. Yeah, he, he was like all NPR. He was all NPR. He's shockingly sober for an episode. Uh, that was a good interview. Yeah. And he, he was talking about he gender identity. He literally tagged it. Yep. Shockingly sober. <laughs> he was talking about he was talking about gen, uh, uh, gender and diversity mm -hmm. in gaming. It was a very impressive interview. It was. It was great stuff, and you should definitely check it out, www.guysgamesandbeer.net or iTunes if they freaking picked it up. Anyway, you can also check us out daily on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash guysgamesandbeer, where pretty much every day somebody in the Guys Games and Beer crew does something to be embarrassing yeah. that we, they will probably later, uh, like giving away free games, which, by the way, for once I did. I saw that. Last week. Whoa. You know, I know. I was giving away a good game, but however, however, I, I like the crap I give away. I, I guarantee that Tom's going to try and one-up me. I guarantee it. I have so to now. Out. I have to now. Shovelware. No, 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 no. He gave away a good game. I have to give away some good games now. Fire. Uh, but but Tom's gonna try and one up me, so you can check us out at Facebook. Death boobs. Which I already <laughs> checked out. Uh, on Twitter at game. Guys Games Beer. Notice that there's no hand because they're cheap with the letters. I think I covered everything. I'd like to give a special shout out to Tony, our guest tonight. Thank you so much for being on the show thank this you, evening. Tony. Yeah, thank you, Tony. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having me. How many of our people that are out here? <laughs> Good old Twitch. Yeah. Good old Twitch, yeah. yeah. Good old Twitch, yeah. <laughs> what the F is that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Anyway, thank you very much for watching. Next week, if uh, on Twitch you want to see some freaking weird-ass ASCII art, you can... Uh, it is ASCII art. I'm impressed, yeah. though. It's, it's pretty good ASCII art, that. actually. It's kind of effed up in my corner. But anyway, hey, uh, any weird board game you want us to play, you should let us know. Please do. Yeah, because we totally do that. That's a totally mess, that. by the way, no matter what size I'm at. But anyway, uh, if you want to do that, you can check us out at Twitter and YouTube and Facebook on all three Dewey broadcasts on Tuesday night mm. at 6.15.
Feet off, so you know, you're all the shit the we're about big, to say. The big mistake I made about how bad they sucked. Hey, we're yeah. still on the air. I'm so sorry. <laughs> there we go. All right, there. I'm coming for no, our penis to our. No, <laughs> <laughs> no asking our penis to our Twitch feed. Okay, uh, that I freaking approve of. Yeah. Okay, it is ASCII art. I've got it for ASCII. All right, you know what? Well, it's just approve of that. Oh wait, you have to turn that on. Yeah, turn it on. I might not. Okay, so uh, Tony, uh, thank you. Yes. Um, do you know Shane yet? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, all right, good. Because he, he gave you a nice big shout-out on, on their area, too, tonight. So, um, yeah. I, I, again, you guys have got a great game. Looking forward to seeing it again. Um, we're looking forward to seeing you guys at MGC. Stop by, have a few beers with us, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, Mad Cat Studio is going to be in our room this year.